0: start with back from hiatus back from hiatus are we gonna address why we have been on such a hiatus that's what we're doing man
1: why (laughs) why have we been on i don't even remember i know we've both been busy you were too busy i was too busy yeah probably so you
0: were never too busy Uh, i went on vacation that's right i went to the wonderful world of disney that's right
1: so it's not all my fault
0: And then we came back, and or I came back, and had to deal with being gone for a week. And then you took off and went somewhere else. Yeah. Well, we're back. We're back. We're back. Uh,
1: just in time to so Dreamforce was what uh, two, two weeks, weeks ago, ago, right? Yeah. So We, we haven't Jake's talked about Dreamforce yet. A um. Yeah. So we need to talk about Dreamforce.
0: I I was the, I you know because neither of us were were at Dreamforce, and because I was on vacation, I didn't really actually watch live like i normally do so when whenever i go i've been a Dreamforce a number of times and when i go uh, when i don't go i usually have it on while i'm working on the background so i'm watching the keynote i'm streaming it live but this time i had to come back and just watch it and consume it all on, you know on my own time um i gotta say that was painful well i'll tell you the secret
1: and you can do this on YouTube nowadays, or you can do what I do. And I'd actually download the videos from YouTube and then play them locally. But either way, watch them at 2X. It's much more tolerable.
0: <laughs> so you like the Smurf keynote with everyone sounding high pitched? Well, the
1: pitch, no. The, so do it in a way that the pitch doesn't. So if, like on YouTube, if you say, you know, watch this at 1.5X or 2X, it speeds it up, but it doesn't,
0: uh, doesn't pitch shift
1: it. So that's nice. Yeah, it's so just, it's much faster.
0: <clears throat> our tip of the day is if you have to catch up on all the keynotes and videos, is watch it at two x for YouTube. See
1: this this podcast is it's already worth listening to because, <laughs> because of that tip right there. I don't watch anything on YouTube at one x. Really, nothing. No, and I don't listen. Do you, do you listen to podcasts at one x? I
0: don't. I do. I don't. I mean, this you should listen to this podcast at one well, x. Some but co- some podcasts, podcasts are, are podcasts are <laughs> podcast really long. Is, what is the word? Podcasts. Podcastuses? <laughs> <laughs> Casts. Just podcast. I. Uh. Anyways, whatever the word is. Some of them are pretty long, and I have kind of listened to them at two x, sometimes at three x, just to kind of get through some things. Especially if there's a lot of banter going back and forth on a two hour long po- podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure there have been a few times people have done us at two x or three x, since we tend to get long winded. Yeah. But anyways, so, uh, yeah, I had yeah. to kind of consume it all at once. I don't, how, how did, I guess since you did it at 2x, you you were, you fared better than I did.
1: I watched some of it live and I was even capturing like the audio. So I would have it because there are things that I've noticed in the past when you're watching live, uh, that you can capture on audio that they will not publish. And, and some of that stuff in terms of the things I'm interested in are, are pretty, are pretty good. Um, but actually, I haven't, I haven't gone back through any of that audio I captured. I just, I just downloaded, I downloaded a few of the keynote uh, videos, and you know, kind of listened to those. And of course, as I like to do for Dreamforce stuff, I, I put together some little some summary clips. I got we got a couple of summary clips that at some point uh, we can do when we get into our Dreamforce segment. But yeah, so I've only listened to a few of the a few of the uh, like the the keynotes. Like the in the like the whatever the ones that Mark did. And then um I listened oh I watched the Dream the Dev keynote live.
0: I gotta tell you, man. And I are we getting right into Dreamforce, I guess? Or do you is there anything else you want to do first? No, nah, we might as well. I mean that's that's gonna take up a lot of time. And if we start with other stuff, we're gonna we're gonna really go over. Yeah, I mean so with all Dreamforces, I mean there's
1: there's a lot to unpack. I mean There's a lot of new stuff, but there's also the the thing that make the thing that's tough is is like the the Dreamforce hangover and like figuring out okay wow that was amazing right that was an awesome 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 uh, event and like now it's okay what 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 from that was actually real like all this stuff was promised we saw these amazing videos of of these you know highly produced and by the way they're getting I mean they've always been good but wow these these vignette videos that they do they're just they're outstanding they're i don't know who their pr companies or who does that but
0: no they're 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 well done highly stylized and in fact when i was writing notes as i was watching the keynote um what became repetitive was another stylized video another stylized video another highly stylized video and and actually i didn't use the word video i used the word commercial because that's what they were yeah that's i mean that's a good I mean, yeah,
1: they're usually, some of them are, you know, 30 seconds, some of them 90 seconds, some of them are, some of them, you know, the extended ones, I think the, they get to maybe about five minutes for the, for the longer ones, but man, those are, those are really good. And so, you know, people come back from Dreamforce and, you know, it's like, I don't know what to do with Salesforce, but let's use Salesforce for everything, right? You know, you get, you get that. And then, but then you have to, you have to, once the hangover is in effect or wears off, whatever the right metaphor is you have to figure out like what was real and what is Salesforce really good for? What should we use it for? And what should we you know use other tools for? Um, I not you know, Salesforce really tries to promote their, their platform as this platform to end all platforms. And, and there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. And if, if you're going to just pick one thing to run your business on, uh, you know, you're not concerned with best of breed of any of the components. And it's, it's, you know, it's a good choice, but you know, I had to deal with, I think this is becoming an annual, like a perennial problem dealing with, people who come to me and want to build things or want to do things on Salesforce and it just turns out Salesforce is really not well suited to the task. And so, you know, bringing bringing them down from that dreamforce high is a difficult thing to do. And of course, you know me, I mean I I don't um I don't beat around the bush with this stuff. I mean, I'm pretty pretty honest it, in terms of I think compared to a lot of like consultants, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything when it comes to Salesforce. I'll tell you what it's good for, what it's not what makes sense and what doesn't. Um, But people are so shocked to hear that they're just, you know, and and I'll say, well, okay, you want to do this on Salesforce? Here's the limitations you're going to hit. And here's what it's going to cost you. Yeah. And, you know, here's alternatives. And they're like, oh, wow. Well, maybe we should do these alternatives, you know? Um,
0: Right.
2: Yeah. yeah, So across that
0: same thing. Just, you know, it's, it's, it's an education process because again, yeah, you're, you're right. They come back with a high, they come back with this, this, vision with their you know head in the cloud so to speak and the way salesforce presents it and demos it and they did it in the keynote you know they they build an app right there in front of you with all these really cool things that it does and you think you're going to be able to come back and point and click and drag and drop and do all that stuff and it's you know the reality is is you really can't yeah i mean you know unless your use case is very specific and and you you run your business exactly the way Salesforce imagines you run you run their you yeah, run the i way mean, you run your business.
1: If you remember that yeah you know, that Salesforce is a hammer. or Let's even say that Salesforce is a is a let's be fair. It's it's like a tool belt. There's a lot of different tools in it. And as long as your problem or your you know your nail or your screw or whatever you know you have a hammer for that in your tool belt or a, or a, a bit that fits it, then Salesforce might be a good a good to, a good you know it might be the right tool. But that's just a lot of problems that Salesforce is is not the right solution for and. Again, that uh, just comes as a shock to people sometimes,
0: um, especially when they've been the dream force. Yeah, it's I not mean, to I say d- that Salesforce isn't a good tool. It's just to say that the expectations around some of the hype and the way they package their features and everything makes it seem like it's the only application you'll need. And the reality is it, that's probably not going to be the case in, in well, let's say, 80% of the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard, I don't know. It's hard to put a number on it. But yeah, so there's, there's again, there's there's a lot of information here to to go through. There's a lot of stuff to unpack and, and try to make sense of. Um, And, and again, even with, even with the obvious things like, you know, lightning, right. And wave the analytics thing.
0: Um, Do you want to have a cool wave sound or lightning bolt
1: sound? uh, um, You know, I should, I I need to get, I need to like clip some, but, but uh, just have some patience. As a casual remark
0: remark about wave, (laughs) how much bandwidth do you think that damn video is taking, or at least storage space is taking just to show it when you first sign in? I don't know, but that's all on CDN. So it's really, it's efficient, man. Oh, whatever. Still, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's
1: like the background. It's that whole yeah. video wave yeah. thing that
0: shows up. When, yeah. when, he, when he did the keynote and he opened it up and he was like, oh, oh wow, look at that cool wave video. And it was yeah. just that, it was probably just a GIF, but you know. A GIF. Good Lord. A GIF. It's a GIF. <laughs> you know, I used to say GIF. All, no, I never said GIF. I say GIF all the time. You've been wrong your whole life. No. We're not going to get into this debate right <laughs> <Okay>. now,
1: <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, I think over the next, uh, hopefully we can do like a few podcasts here where we, we, uh, few episodes where we maybe.
0: Yeah. This isn't, in. this isn't going to be the one to get into deep dives of the actual new features and everything. I still need time to go through them, but I'm hoping that we can at least cover the high level of dream and kind of put our reactions yes. out there.
1: Yeah. So this will be like our, uh, uh, high level impressions of Dreamforce, And then, uh, you know, that'd be cool to like pick, you know, lightning, for example, and really do a deep dive at some point. But anyway, um,
0: all right, well, well let's I just st- start where where Benioff started. Let's start with the, the hour long charity commercial that we saw. Uh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, and you, I could have done a nice clip montage of, of just, of
0: that. I mean, we should, we should probably just say up front, we're not knocking the ambitions of the charity or anything behind it or the good intentions behind it, but I think, I think you and I both are in sync on this, that it was just, it seemed like it it was all done entirely to play to Benioff's ego.
1: Well, okay. So let's speak, let's be clear. Let's not um, make any bones about this. Dreamforce is like a big clown show. It's a big ego trip. It's a spectacle, right? I mean, this is something where it's a tribute to Mark Benioff. Um, It's, you know, he, he couldn't, there's no grander way for him to pat himself on the back uh you know they they pay for these industry leaders and government leaders uh to come in and you know say amazing things right and talk about you know how Salesforce and Mark are um, you know have done amazing things and 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 that is not to detract from from again you have to try to unpack like what's real and what's not you know the whole just about how we we've talked about before and this bothers me like the 111 model it's it's not what it used to be. It has morphed. They've changed what it is. And what's what's even more bothers me more. And you know, if someone can find this, let me know. But you go to the Dreamforce uh, Salesforce Foundation website, and they talk about the one 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 model, and they even want you to sign up and pledge that your co- that you know, if you're a CEO or that your company will do this. But they never define what the heck that means. What is
0: one one one? Yeah. Well, we've we've had that discussion before, and I'm, I really don't care too much about what one 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 is anymore. I mean, all, all I know is that it's it's. It's a percentage of time, equity, and software. I guess now it used to be people or whatever. Or no? Um, yeah. What was that third one? People, equity, software. So it right? used to be it used
1: to be time. Your company one one percent of your time. Oh, profit. One percent of your company's equity. Yeah, right. And one percent of your profit. Okay. So so while we're on this, let me let me play this clip. I forgot I had this, but I just found it.
2: That's why on the first day of Salesforce, we took one percent of our time, one percent of our equity, and one percent of all of our products. And we
1: did you hear that? Yeah. Not only is it not only has, has it changed from one percent of profit to one percent of product, which is I don't even know how you measure that. I think I, th- I don't you know whatever that means. But not only is it changed, but he just revised history. He said when we started Salesforce, we committed one percent of time, one percent of our our equity and 1% of our profit. No, I'm sorry. He said 1% of our product.
2: Yeah.
0: So, but I mean, they do give their product away to, to nonprofits. They do. Uh, Some of it, some of it. I mean, it's not and a certain amount of it. it, It's it's a 1%. I think we can say it's 1%, 1% of the feature list, maybe. Well, so, uh, but I'm not going to knock them on the one, 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 it's still there, even though it's evolving. Uh, It's, it's there, and I think it's, they're just evolving it to, to match. But but because kind of where it can, it, but because it can morph to
1: be whatever is expedient for Mark Benioff, that, that's what bothers me, and that's what you know. If he's going to be this super public philanthropist, and also if he's going to extort other CEOs in California or across the country to do what he does, and threaten to shame them publicly if they don't do it, okay. So now he's going to now he bring he's going to bring on criticism. You know, you, you can't go around doing that, you know, pressuring and, and trying to, what's the word coerce, right? Or compel other CEOs to do the one, one, one model when you are constantly changing the one, one, one model, when it, when, when one part of it might get too expensive or doesn't work or whatever you change it. But these are, this is, you know, you can change it at your whim yet you, you've threatened to shame people who won't do it. I mean, th- this is, you know, th- this is why Mark gets some of this backlash, let me see what else is on here.
2: We said we're going to give them back. We'll pay it out way more than we could have expected. With more than 680,000 hours of community service, $68 million in grants, 23,000 nonprofit organizations. My favorite moment in Dreamforce right now if you are with a nonprofit or NGO, stand up and be recognized.
1: So, the, so the interest, I think the reason I kept the rest of that on nonprofit or NGO. I mean, there are some really nasty NGOs. I mean, I mean, a lot of people probably, you know, are, are super against like, you remember Blackwater The uh, I mean, I don't know. There's just, there's all tons of NGOs that are basically, you know, what is an NGO? Do you know n- n- uh, non, hang on, let me look this up. Non-governmental organization. Yeah. And so what the heck does that mean? Well, to me, that means it's a company. It's not a, it's not a government. It's a company, an, an incorporated entity in some state in the union that essentially gets all of its money from the government and a lot of these NGOs, what they do would be very distasteful to people. And if they knew that their are basically essentially their tax money is going to these, some of these NGOs that are super shady and are doing things that you would disagree with. And I don't think we would stand up and clap for anyone who's involved with an NGO. Who's, you know taking money to do nasty business on on behalf of the government in a lot of time ta- a lot of cases it's because the government legal it's such it's so you know unconstitutional or illegal that that they've got to get they can't do it themselves they have to hire these private essentially contractors so what is okay ngo is commonly ter- uh, used term for an organization that is neither part of a government nor a conventional for-profit business, usually set up by citizens and may be funded by governments, foundations, businesses, or private persons. There are also ways that, so if you look at like the form nine nineties of, of a lot of these nonprofits, you know, they're constantly shuffling money back and forth between nonprofits. So when you give money to, you know, some, some charity that you think is a good cause, you know, they're, they're not, it's not like that money is just going directly to feed people. I mean, some charities are better than others and you should do your homework on where you give your money. But, Most of that money gets shuffled around to other nonprofits. I mean, look at, uh, just look at any form 990 of what you think is a good, a good, uh, a good charity. And you will see that there is so much money being shuffled in and out to other nonprofits into other NGOs. It comes back and forth to NGOs because most, a lot of these NGOs are nonprofits. So they can, they can, you know, legally be in in this mix of money being shuffled around and becomes completely untrackable and it's it's almost it's almost a way of um of of essentially laundering this money so that it's that so you just really can't track exactly where it, it's going to without tons of effort so, so the, that, whole, a, that whole I that whole, the whole i'm saying that I'm sure NGO there's thing, some light
0: spots there too but
1: i don't know yeah. i mean, again i'm sure a lot of ngos do good work but yeah. I, I don't know anytime i'm not sorry i'm not going to stand up and clap for ngos
0: you will stand up for the nonprofits though some of them. Yeah. I they're mean, getting stuff done. They're, they're just trying uh, to get some, stuff of them, done. a lot of them waste money. I mean, well, that's true. I mean, I, I, I cringe to think how much, um, ALS is, is, is going to waste with all that money that they have, because I think they're completely unprepared for the amount of donations that they have. And I think a lot of it's just going to go to waste. but know, anyways, that's, that's, that's not, I the think point you're of this speculating worse than I was when you said, that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's stop speculating on charity organizations. But I, I do want to get to the, to some of what we saw and what, and the reason I bring it up and I'm critical about it is because it's the same every year. When, when he brings someone on to speak about some of the work that... Well, John, before that, we get... Before, hang on. Before we get into that, I feel like I should play something to get us in the mood,
2: in the Dreamforce mood. All right. Can Let's, I do that? Sure. All right. Wasn't that awesome? Awesome. Woo! Pretty awesome. It's really cool. An incredible lighting expert. Incredible partners. Huge vision. It's a huge vision. Huge vision. It's great. Incredible new user interface. It's incredibly fast. It's awesome. It's awesome. Amazing. Incredible. Amazing. This terrific. This amazing company. Is this our best keynote ever? I mean, this is just awesome. Woo! Amazing company. amazing. It's fantastic. Our best keynote ever. Don't you agree? It's going to be awesome. Welcome to Dreamforce 2014. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> Are you in the mood now? <laughs> woo! Yeah, woo! <laughs> you didn't get Parker Harris's woo. No, uh, I didn't. Yeah. See, that's the one that started it for me. That's that's the woo who I really wanted. I really. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's so Cause it was so forced. His? It was such a forced, uh, well, like awkward. <laughs> it was awkwardly forced. Like he needed to be excited and he didn't know what else to do, but to just go, woohoo. So yeah. anyway, so <laughs> that just put us in the movie. I think. <laughs> uh, I almost don't want to, I want to get to the other stuff now. I don't want to talk about charity anymore, but anyways, I want to spend a brief amount of time. Cause I'd like to move on from the charity. Cause I, I think overall the intentions are good. The good they're doing is there. Um, I don't want to knock them for that, but I have to be critical about a few things. And that, that's his, whenever he brings people on to kind of talk about some of the things that they've invested in and how it's helping, that's all great stuff. However, there seems to be a formula, almost like they're coached to say, you, Benioff, what you've done for us. It's very rarely Salesforce or, or in general what the community or what organizations like you are doing. It's you, Benioff. And that always struck me because every year that they do this, every single one of those guys says, you Benioff have done this for us. Yeah. Because when he gives money, whose
1: name goes up on the building?
0: True. Okay. I, I just, I just would, I, I think it's great. I just we can't would have like anyone him to be forget, a little more John. humble about it. A little, <laughs> no. little more modest about it.
1: Are you serious? <laughs> you do realize who you're talking about here? <sighs> Oh, uh, you again, you're, it's, you're, sometimes you're so naive, I think it's just cute. It's <laughs> not
0: naïve, it's, it's just it me, is. it's me just trying to be a little critical, and, or not really critical, but just trying to think, uh, well, logically, I, know, I don't know, it, it, I don't know what to it, say. Well,
1: no, I, his, goes. you know, I, what you're saying is. It comes off as such a tribute
0: to Mark that it's cringeworthy. It is, is like, oh, exactly. It's painful God. to watch. You know, it's painful. You're know, like shuffling in your seat,
1: just kind of looking around and I, seeing if everyone has the same look on their at face. At that point,
0: I'm not even listening to what he said to whatever whatever good they're saying is is going on because I'm still cringing over the fact that they're staring at him lovingly in his eyes, saying, "Oh, thank you, Mr. Benioff. Without you, this would have never happened." <sighs> yeah, and I know. it's it's <laughs> sickening. <laughs> it
1: kind of is.
0: <laughs> oh. But I'm glad he's out there doing it. I'm glad he's out there, you know, taking some of his wealth that he's built over the years and, and helping others that, that maybe just need a shot. And it, and admittedly, he admit that it doesn't always work out, that sometimes you try something and the money gets wasted, but that's not a reason to stop. And he keeps, continues funding all these different things. So I think that's all great. I just wish it wasn't so much of a, of a love fest for for him in particular.
1: Yeah. And, you know, of course, that's the way they, what they spend like the first hour
0: of the keynote talking about... Did that um, go longer than it has been? I thought maybe it used to be I, I, a 30 minute thing, and then now it's like an entire hour. Yeah, because they did the whole
1: again, they had a huge vignette on was it San Francisco uh, USD mm-hmm. and then they brought and then of course, magically did the <laughs> through the magic of time and video. the people were all there at Dreamforce too, so then they had to come up and, and talk to Mark after we just watched them on the video. I, I don't know how long it lasted, but it did seem like it. Was more of a front and center than it was before. And it seemed like it went longer, but.
0: Well, we also had those music acts too. I mean, we had, I think the Hawaiian thing went longer than it usually (laughs) did in the beginning. Um, I think that was a good seven to 10 minutes long because I checked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you started getting into, and then right after that was the Beach Boys. So you had basically this 20 minutes of just you know, music and entertainment before you got to that. So that might've skewed my, how long they spent on charity. Um, because that first hour had a bunch of other stuff in it too. All
1: right, so I got a quiz for you. Which of the original beach boys
0: were in the band? I know nothing about the beach boys, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know the songs. I, I don't know that much about them. So it was, uh, there was Mike
1: Love was there and he was one of, he was one of the originals. He was the cousin of the, um, he's the cousin of the, uh, the Wilsons. And then Bruce Johnston. Now, Bruce Johnston was not an original, but they, he was added like in the late 60s. So he's he's on most of the, like the albums that except the very first ones. So I kind of consider him orig- an original. But That was it. Brian wasn't there. Yeah, he's the only Wilson that's still alive. Right, Brian. Uh, and then uh, Al Jardine was not there. He's I don't I'm, he's alive, but I don't think he does anything with the Beach Boys anymore.
0: So are you going to congratulate me on my prediction? What was your prediction? That Yoshiki would be there and he'd perform. Oh yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Well, actually I didn't when was that? I was it was it at the benefit concert?
0: Uh no, I think it was at towards <laughs> one of the other keynotes. Um with the uh, the second keynote with Will A. M. introducing his wearables.
1: Okay, so I d I didn't see that. I missed that.
0: Come, Come on, Jeremy. Really? <laughs>
1: Those are soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's, that's funny. So you had that prediction came true. And then I made that prediction that Salesforce would buy Squid. And they didn't buy them, but they did invest, which is... And you
0: failed. Like, Where's my you lose? Press the uh, button.
1: No, that's, that wasn't... No, that was, I was partially right. You got to get me correct. I mean, I've got to get... I get partially They've invested
0: in Squid, but they haven't bought Squid. Do they own part of Squid. How do they own part of Squid? Because they...
1: <laughs> I mean, explain to you how investing works. You give <laughs> money and you get stock back. When you, when you have stock, that means you're an owner fine you're going to get into technicalities i mean they don't
0: they don't own Does all squid the shares. advertise squid by salesforce.com I, they do they do proudly um mark well, their salesforce application of course they're going to proudly tout salesforce i'm just saying they,
1: they proudly you know talk about how salesforce is an uh, is an owner an investor fine they're happy yeah i mean
0: i mean I, like i said <laughs> I, I think i get at least partial credit i mean So let's get into analytics, since that's the the big thing, the first thing that they announced with the keynote. Actually, was that the first thing, or was it the lightning? Either way, um, why is it a second (laughs) app? Now we 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 had Salesforce One, which is supposed to be one freaking app, and now we have uh, Salesforce One, Salesforce Analytics, Salesforce Lightning. What are we going to have next? Huh? Uh, I don't know. Why isn't it a this?
1: single application? It, it doesn't make sense. Well, Lightning is a Lightning is just the component um architecture that, that Salesforce One is yeah, built. Yeah, but it's on. a
0: whole tool set. It's a whole platform tool set. They're, it, they're advertising it as its own application to build those tools. It it well, I mean Or to build the So they don't have a tool
1: that's a that's a well, you still build through the dev console the, the that wonderful tool that's useless. But no, so I mean a Salesforce One was probably they probably used what they now call lightning internally. They just, you know, decided to make the APIs public and, and, you know, open it up so that, so that, you know, out that you, that other people can build, you know, components for Salesforce one.
0: I don't know. To me, it's, it screams lack of vision and commitment to keep them as separate applications. Keep but- what as separate applications? To have analytics as a separate application, have Salesforce One as a separate application, to have Salesforce Admin as a separate application—all of these meant to cover well, mobile. So now I'm going to have to have like a a whole Salesforce um, tab box or whatever. What do you call those things? Yeah, the little wind uh, group uh, are, application yeah, groups, <laughs> whatever they call them. So I might have to have that. There's just for Salesforce and all the many apps they're just going to toss out there and see what sticks. Well, so how many, how many apps do you actually need to run now? It's Salesforce
1: one and Salesforce a, does that still exist? Yeah, that's the admin portion. Okay. So that's two. No analytics is the other one. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that makes sense. You don't want to have, I mean, it's a mobile app. I mean, look at, look at the tab. What do they call it? The tab bar. No, uh, even it
0: was confusing to them when they were doing the presentation, they kept saying Salesforce one. And then I'm, now they're saying Salesforce one cloud. And then they were, then when they were talking about analytics, you can get your analytics even in Salesforce yep. one. I'm like, well, what it, I'm using Santa- Salesforce, Salesforce yeah. analytics for my <laughs> analytics, but now you're saying I can get them in Salesforce one. So why are they two separate apps?
1: Well, you have to accept the fact that this is all confusing. People still don't understand what Salesforce One is. And that was the big, I think, casualty from last year's, from Dreamforce 2013, is that they basically lied about Salesforce One, what Salesforce One was, or at least just let the marketing department run wild. And everyone was confused. People are still confused about what Salesforce One is. I'm still confused about what Salesforce One is. And when someone talks about Salesforce One, I don't know what they mean. Because
0: it doesn't it never they never gave it a clear meaning. So I just yeah, of course it means they, this is all confusing. I just assume it means the mobile application. That's that's the only thing I, I attach to the Salesforce that's One name. That's basically what it is. Because
1: the, I mean, the APIs that they talked about with Salesforce One, they're not really specific to Salesforce One. I mean they you can they can be they're open APIs that can be called from anything. So, so yeah, what is Salesforce One? Well it's basically this mobile application that, that now you can create little plugins for.
0: So what's going to happen is they're going to have all these different apps. And then one day they're going to combine them all into one single app. And we're all supposed to clap loudly and go, wow, that's innovation. I don't think they will. Congratulations.
1: No. And so I'm going to, so think about this from a practical perspective, you know, with, with a mobile app that's running on a four or five inch screen in your hand, you don't want to cram everything under the Salesforce, you know, banner into the, into
0: one app. It'd be too much. It'd be too hard to navigate. How why would it be too hard to navigate? We're talking because, about analytics of data that's in your Salesforce environment. I mean, well, actually a lot of yeah. it's external as well. I mean, it, I, I, I don't know. I think the analytics you
2: know, I mean, you, I, you have
0: it has the capability and uh, we're not going to go into the details, but it has the capability to source from other source data from other sources. So you can have analytics from other sources and you can have them all in that application and all that kind of stuff. But it still doesn't make sense why it's in a separate application. If you want to encourage behavior and encourage your reps to use this tool um why have the separate application why do they have to go into two different ones to see what's going on because i think it's going to have it, enough is analytics purely for management no i think salesforce one is for sales and salesforce a is for admins and now all are, of us are, are going to get our own apps
1: they are different use cases i mean when you want to when you want to look at your your intelligence your analytics right yeah, that's a different. That's a totally different use case than if you want to go look up a contact or create a new opportunity. It's it's a different mode of thinking. Uh,
0: to me, to me, this screams old architecture. You know, I don't know. You have I mean, Oracle and Microsoft with all their different applications, they say work together and communicate, and it's just this hodgepodge of how they. Because one, at, well, you can click on a link here and it'll open the other application for you. Integration, yay. <laughs> At least
1: I- iOS does ha- now have, um, what's what what's the integration called? Um, integration technology, or what apps can actually. Extensions? Is that what it is? App extensions, right? I guess. I haven't yeah. seen them. Well, that's, that's actually kind of nice because Android's had this forever. But one app, an app can expose an interface that another app can actually call to so that they can communicate. But
0: um, isn't that the value of competition? We need another CRM to provide some competition
1: here. <laughs> well, there are other CRMs, but
0: Salesforce is not. It doesn't even seem really right to well, call them I, a I CRM think, anymore. Well, yeah. I mean th- their platform is is definitely at the top and I don't think anyone else is providing tools and customizations like they are. So there's really not anyone competing with them other than, you know, if you just lock them into a CRM bucket.
1: I mean they're becoming and I don't know who else is in this space, but they're really like the the enterprise grade Microsoft access in the cloud. Like this is where you can you can build applications and you know, you've got a database, it's got an API, you can run report. you can build reports on it, and you can build custom user interfaces. I mean, this is, again, the, the, it's like Microsoft Access in the cloud. I mean, and I don't know who else is, I mean, I know there are...
0: Well, there were others <laughs> that were doing that, and they were strictly just a, a platform for building things. And you had database stuff and creating fields and things, but it never went anywhere because no. there, was, there was no context, no. I think. I think I the can't. beauty of Salesforce is you start off with the context of CRM, and then you expand it, you know, with all these other applications that you're building for internal use.
1: Well, and, and I think to be honest about it, um, let's not, let's keep Heroku out of the, out of the mix here for a second and just talk about, you know, like the visual Force and apex and like the force.com things, people generally speaking, I mean, force.com has gotten very little uptake and people just building that people that need a platform to build an application has nothing to do with sales. You know, they don't use Salesforce. They don't do CRM. They just want to build an app for people to use. No one's going and, you know, using force.com for that.
0: Well, they are just they're like, just, no, they're, they're just not just not like no one used, with just it. like
1: no one used database.com for their, I've for their hosted lo- I've database. I've been on a
0: lot of pro- projects where someone came in who had an idea for an application. They wanted to build Salesforce. They tried to keep it as native as possible. It was painful. They, they was painful to negotiate licensing and all that kind of stuff. And they didn't really do too well at least the ones that i was involved with and i well why did they what made them pick force.com were they were they t- and here's the thing
1: here's the ex- the big exception to this rule is that if you are trying to make if you're trying to build an app that you're selling and you want to sell it to salesforce customers that that's your marketplace then of course it has to be i mean
0: these were people should, with with that went to dreamforce well i'm not going to say they went to dreamforce and got this idea but these are people who Used Salesforce who implemented Salesforce and they implemented all these really great business processes and operations and workflows and all this kind of stuff. And they, and they thought, Hey, this is a great way of doing this. I bet I could take what I know on, on this industry, build an app around it and sell it to other people in this industry.
1: Oh, but but Salesforce was the tool they knew how to use. That's, that's what I'm saying. These were Salesforce people. I mean, they were, their background was Salesforce. That's, that's how they knew how to build apps. you know, that's what they're going to pick for that. Right. But, but in the real world, I mean, you want to build an app, you know, you, people, you know, you're going to do it on, you know, Node and some, some JavaScript front end framework, or, you you know, it's going to be Rails and, or, you know, or if it's more enterprise, you know. But why those crazy- technologies
0: over com? I don't, I don't really make that differentiation. I, I, I think the disadvantages and the limits might, might cause you some trouble, but... It's just a tool, like you said. It's just a tool. It's just whether or not it's the right tool for what you're trying to do. Well, because it's it's
1: just not a it's not any kind of best of breed thing. I mean, Apex is kind of a crappy language. I mean, Visual Force is not the way you want to do front-end templating anymore. I mean, you just wouldn't pick those things. They're not competitive.
0: Well, what about financial force? Is all their stuff on Heroku? Is all their stuff on native Salesforce? Is it a combination of both? I mean it's a it's a combination,
1: but you gotta remember Salesforce owns Financial Force. (laughs) Okay. And also Financial Force was built to sell to as a way to build a, an accounting, you know, general ledger system and market it to all the Salesforce customers. I mean, Salesforce, you know, that's the thing now they've got like how many customers, hundreds of thousands of companies on Salesforce. And I think the app exchange is still in its, in the grand scheme of things. They're still like a land grab. Like there's still lots of opportunity. If you can build a, you know, a, a QuickBooks for, you know, QuickBooks type thing, which is what financial force is for Salesforce. You know, these, these, these customers who are Kool-Aid drinking Salesforce customers, they will, they'll buy your system in a second over, over QuickBooks or, Shh, or mass the or ideas. I'm just saying, I mean, it's, well, that, <laughs> that, that idea is already done, but,
0: but yeah. I'm amazed. It, I mean, I'm, there well, isn't I a t- lot of competition in that area. And I, I, uh, I would, I would bet thousands of dollars that Benioff would love to get into that as soon as someone cracks it within, you know with a way that works with the Salesforce. Yeah. And, and I'm sure he is already with financial force trying to, trying to see how that goes. So I, I got I've got to work a few more clips in here. Um, I did a, I've
1: got a, like a Dreamforce summary clip. It's, it's not as pithy and like silly as my, as my other one was, but
0: like kind of transition us into the part two of the keynote.
1: I think so. Because it also like, it also goes back to your question of like, what was, what they talking about first wave or lightning? Cause I captured kind of both of those, but uh, ah. let, me just, let me just play
0: <laughs> excuse yourself jeremy yeah oh,
2: sorry
1: okay so i'm just letting you know i did i did cut a ton of this out so but i did want to just get a little bit of the hawaiians but you probably cut it in a way that that what they're sure actually saying and i'm sure something it's like really horrible i know i'm sure i'm sure that's like some prayer and i just you know i just butchered it and um i'm so I'm sure it's really offensive to them. But you remember how I told you, like, I thought that the woman did not know the words? Uh-huh. Listen, listen to this, because I left that part in. Uh, she's just totally off.
2: <laughs> ¶¶
1: so she, she got it's, back yeah, on the end there, think I but boy, right, in the middle, man, she was just right right totally like, she yeah. on the wrong
0: verse. Yeah, she, she lost it.
2: It's
0: <laughs> your favorite part, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, with an opening like that, I think I should just say aloha. <laughs> aloha. Aloha. <laughs> Is this the best Dreamforce ever or what? This conference just gets better and better every year and this is by far the best Dreamforce ever. This conference is awesome. I love my Fitbit, my Fitbit. What we need, (laughs) what we need, what we need is a wave. And that is Salesforce One Lightning.
0: Those are, those are my two clips, my wave yeah. and my landing. Wasn't that
1: awesome? <laughs> Wasn't that awesome. Uh, so you know what was funny during that? Did you hear the little, the noise from like the little OS 10 noise when you try to hit a button that's the wrong thing? Did you yeah, hear those? Like, I did. Okay. Those were in the video. And in fact, those was were in the video. The way- I thought that was you. No, those were in the video. Those were not me. And if I would have, if I would have left more of that part in, like it, got, it started getting worse and worse. There were like 15. So I don't know if like the video yeah. operator at the time was like doing something wrong, but those all got in the video.
0: Anyway, because he was probably presenting on the screen and did something when I hit a button accidentally or something. Fitbit, Fitbit, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Everything is awesome. Whatever happened to his toothbrush? Oh, his man baby toothbrush. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't think the world. I think the world collectively decided they didn't need a toothbrush that tattletailed on them.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's just the the world's not ready for that yet. They're not. But no, Sonic or Phillips is still like a, they were there. I mean, they're one of the perennial you know uh, ex- exhibitors at Dreamforce.
0: Well, I, I think I think the whole everything is connected type thing is. I, I think that was a thing last year, and I don't think that thing is there this year. What well, did you hear? Because now the, it's now it's about wearables. Before it was about everything being connected and communicating and billions of devices. And even though he did have like a a chart that showed the billions of devices when he was talking about how in his early days, PCs were in the thousands and now they're in the millions and billions and all that kind of stuff. That concept was still there, but I think collectively last year when we were all all kind of being told by the media and and all these tech conferences that every device was going to be connected to the internet, everyone just kind of said, "Eh, no, thanks. I certainly did. Yeah. Well,
1: I, so I think, I think, uh, Mark and, and, and team, you know, they, they see this internet of things starting to happen. And there's just, of course, there's a lot of talk about it and interest in it. And I think they're worried about, well, shit, how do we, how do we, how do we get, take advantage of this and not let this pass us by? How do we, how do we be? Be but that's not what an
0: innovative company does. They don't, How do we they be don't sit there as and say, an, oh, as a part of this, we better get into this because we're going to miss the boat. An innovative company oh, is, is ahead of that. Yeah. You're talking about this is
1: the company that brought you Apex, a, a language worse than Java that was based on Java from 15 years
0: ago. <clears throat> I'm not going to get you started on Apex. Yeah, I know. Um, but no, I mean. Actually, no, and, I am. Well, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Later.
1: But, so, as far as the Internet of Things, but you, you remember what's how Salesforce decided to get into that and start at least paying lip service to it. It was the internet of customers. That was their proprietary spin. Of course, everything with Salesforce has to be proprietary. That's the way they are. That mm-hmm. was their proprietary spin on internet of things. But you know, did you hear that this year? No. I'm just thinking back. I don't think I heard internet of customers.
0: Well, no, cause it morphed into customers. What, what is the new mantra? Customer. Something. So he did talk about customer company. No, but it's beyond that now. It's, uh, what is it? I'm going to have to go to salesforce.com to find it. It's, it's, you know,
1: stalk your customers.
0: Pretty much. Customer success. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They've had that term for a long time.
0: (sighs) I I think it's all good. I, I think all the tools and everything they provide and the type of experience that you potentially could create is there and they offer the tools to do it. It's just whether or not a company is organized enough to do it has enough money to invest to do it not only short term to get it up and running but long term to maintain those communities those relationships and all of those um, but i think I think I think that's turning i think I think more companies are learning about social and learning how valuable it can be um, I think they're learning that they do need to invest in it and they're starting to to put some thought around how they're going to do it beyond just sticking up a website that says, Hey, we have a community or here's a portal. You can log in and check your order status. You know, it's, it, it's getting beyond that, which is good. I had a beef with go to meeting and voiced it on Twitter and got some feedback and from them. And then I also got some feedback from a competitor that said, Hey, give us a shot. And I was like, yeah. okay, cool. Right. <laughs> so it, it happens. I didn't, I really, I guess if we look back at some of my earlier podcasts, I didn't really see how social was going to really help in that regard but putting myself out there and saying hey this sucks about this and then having someone respond to it and provide some feedback from that company and even other companies shows me that yeah that yeah the the opportunity is there
1: maybe so i mean i just i have a hard time reconciling any you know i think
0: salesforce they provide some pretty good tools for these things but i feel like they don't set a good example I mean, well, it's a, it's up to the consultants, the professional services, to kind of guide customers into those. But I and there's a lot of literature on, on all this stuff. But I, I wonder how much of us, how many of us in the in the consulting world, contractor world, freelance world, are prepared to guide a customer into this? Oh, I'm because we're we we're, we're learning about it just like they are, you know. Well, and and again, but back. To,
1: I mean, Salesforce it, it comes across as I do as I say, not as I do, or or. You know, even even though Salesforce isn't isn't a good customer company, you know we'll we can help you be a good customer company.
0: I don't know. I think they have pockets of good and pockets of bad service. I think definitely there's a there's a blind spot when it comes to developers and our needs. Um, I think probably for the majority of customers that are just have a few admin questions, their their needs are probably being met service wise. Yeah, uh, maybe so. I don't know. I've been on many a project
1: where in the middle of it, you know, we hit show stopping bugs and you know, did Salesforce taking weeks just to even quit to, to stop blaming it on something that the client did and actually you know, send it to, I, mean, you know, they end up having to send it to what they call R and D. I'm not even sure what that means when it's confirmed to be a bug, but you know, they, they've wasted, you know, six weeks of the project time and, you know, who knows what the, what the monetary impact of that is. I mean that, you know, this is, again, this is the company that calls themselves a customer company. they, You know, their first three levels of tech support are outsourced to uh, people who don't communicate well and and are not trained well and don't have the expertise to do what they're supposed to be able to do. Yeah, that's sorry. That's not a customer company. How do we always get back to that? I don't see how. So I was telling you, uh, I was actually I don't know if I was. So this is a couple months ago, but I was watching I was listening to there's a podcast called um, it's a it's a giga ohm podcast structure structure show, I think it's the part of uh, GigaOm that focuses on, I think enterprise stuff, but they had, um, what's his name? Dan Lyons on who, I mean, I think the thing that I, I knew him most from was he did the, this goes back like, I, I think to the beginning of Twitter, like this is, I don't know, 2007, 2006, but he, he did, he was the fake Steve jobs. And so for, I think it was two years, he, he, ha- he was fake Steve jobs on Twitter. No one knew it was him. And he just did a brilliant job of it. And it was, it was hilarious um but he's you know he's like a technology writer i think he worked he was a senior editor at forbes or something like that and he um he's one of these well known tech journalists and he also consults for like movies i think he consulted for um the what's the facebook is it the facebook uh, tv show um
0: facebook yeah. tv show
1: no what's the <laughs> silicon silicon valley oh, okay he, so he's like he's a consultant on that show and <laughs> they were so speaking of that they were talking about how you know what what you can from a tv show and kind of comedy perspective what like which companies could be could make funny storylines or you could bring into a funny storyline and someone mentioned dreamforce and they talked about dreamforce a little bit and just but um this is <laughs> this is how this is how dan feels about dreamforce
0: dreamforce could be funny you uh, that that in itself was kind of like
1: a clown show uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a clown show. It is. It's a clown show. But anyway, uh, they, they go on. Let's see.
0: No, I mean, sa- Salesforce.com
1: kind of their pitch was no. like, we're so cool. But yeah, I know. Hard, hard to believe.
0: <laughs> you do hey, no, the word no. Salesforce.com. <laughs> no, you're not cool.
1: Okay, so what he was talking about right there, he's, he heard him say the Salesforce pitch themselves as like they're cool or something. They, companies, so oftentimes he said companies will contact him and say, hey, we'd love to be the subject of some tv show or a plot line or something and so salesforce reached out to him and said hey we think you know what What are you working on because we think we you know we'd, we'd love to participate and you know get mark on a tv show or something and they i guess they pitched themselves as you know we're kind of like a cool tech company and uh dan does not think they're cool and neither does they <laughs> does the rest of the structure show like, uh, why does he
0: think they're not cool though i'm curious what, what makes a company cool is it like, do you, do you beanbag offices? That? What I mean? What I mean? I, I no, think Salesforce is about to remedy that with their all their new towers. Now that's not cool. That's just swinging your proverbial financial
1: uh, member. Is it? <laughs> is it your CEO wearing hoodies? Is that what makes you cool? No, but yeah, Salesforce is not. First of all, Salesforce is enterprise nowadays, right? They're and and they Salesforce spends big bucks to. Uh, to propagandize and and you know produce all this kool-aid for everyone to drink that there's nothing cool that's, about that's, that's what a company
0: cool. does that's that's selling it's selling your product
1: yeah, that's just it's just, not, it's just it doesn't strike you as cool though like that's trying really hard and spending you know a lot of money to do it that's i don't, I don't know i is apple cool I think I think if you did a survey or something, I mean I think Apple would rank much cooler than Salesforce. I think
0: Apple would, would be considered cool. I think Google would be considered cool. Amazon probably not. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't think Am- Amazon would be considered cool. I think I think among course, us course Microsoft tech professionals, very uncool, right? we would see that, but I think from a consumer perspective, I don't I don't think they would consider Amazon oh, cool. Maybe not. Of course Microsoft would be very uncool, I'm yeah, sure, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, they're the old guys. Now if Amazon had released their drones and gotten that off the ground, then yeah, they'd probably be cool again. Or cool. I, I don't know what
1: it is. I think Amazon's cool. Like people know about you know Kindle. Kindle those are Kindles are cool and Kindle. No, Ducks everyone knows them
0: as well. Yeah, Kindles are, are somewhat popular, but they're also known for a f- failed phone that they're sitting on millions of stock on. I mean, it's, I
1: don't. I don't even think my like my wife. I, I don't. I'm sure she doesn't even have any idea that Amazon has a phone. I don't know. I I, I just
0: I just would argue that Amazon There's, wouldn't be considered cool. I, maybe not. Would Facebook, I, I uh, Twitter, probably. I think Twitter would be. I think Facebook a few years ago would have been cool. I think now they're the uncool because yeah, your mom no, is on it.
1: Totally agree.
0: Well, your and mom because they, they've, you know, Facebook has
1: become like the big, you know, like Borg or something or this, that, that's, that knows way too much about everyone and is trying to contr- basically control your life in, in, in that it, it, de- it decides what you see in your time, in your timeline. And that's, I think, I think there's been backlash and the, and the whole privacy, you know, just the invasion of privacy. they there's been a lot of bad press. And, um, so I think, I think for those reasons, they'd be considered not cool.
0: So what would make Salesforce cool if you had to envision a cool
1: Salesforce? Well, that's a good question. So I think I go back to like, I think one of the reasons they bought Heroku, I mean, cause it's still like Heroku has nothing to do with Salesforce. I think the whole reason they bought Heroku was for cool, for, for the cool factor and for some like developer cred, cause they had zero of either.
0: Yeah, but that would, yeah that, that's cool on our level. I mean, if we're talking what's going to be cool for a TV show, I, I don't think anyone would be like making a joke about Heroku and everyone would get it. I, I mean, because c- that's part of it. If if you're going to make something funny, it has to be someone everyone can identify with. You can't just make some random joke that only 1% will get. It has to be something that everyone knows, which is why companies like Google and Apple are probably going to be cool and fun to joke about because everyone knows about them. Yeah. And not that, I mean, Salesforce is pretty well known. I mean, there's, it's hard pressed to mention Salesforce and not know someone that says, yeah, we use it somewhere in our company or I use it every day sure. um, or we're moving to it or we got off of it. <laughs> uh, so it's well known, but why isn't it cool? Is it because it's business and not consumer facing? That, is that, ha- that, is there a cool business facing cus- company, enterprise company? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. Probably not so they're automatically excluded because they cater to businesses.
1: Yeah, because when you think of catering to businesses, you know you think of just people in suits and steaks and hookers and all that stuff. So I don't But I, I think don't. we
0: can definitely say that Salesforce definitely or Benioff definitely wants to be Known as cool, I mean, he names drops celebrities all the time, and he surrounds oh, himself with absolutely. celebrities all the time.
1: Oh yeah, I and mean, you know, like it, you know, Obama's uh, um, swearing in ceremony, you know, marks right there, like third row. Well, in that's because
0: Benioff donated. Oh, a, I don't know. No. Excuse the language, a ton <laughs> of money to his campaign. No, take that out and post. <laughs> so why wouldn't he be in the first three rows? No, I'm saying,
1: but yeah, he. I mean, I'd expect what, to be in the first give. three rows
0: if I donated that much money. Y- y- exactly,
1: and and that is the expectation. And so yes, and you know, yeah.
0: Like you better you take know, I mean, me dr- to dinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do but some yeah, photo absolutely. ops with me, man. <laughs> again, again,
1: the whole like leaders of industry and leaders of government and former leaders of government, leaders of military, and on all this. You know, Benioff is uh, he likes to be, you know, he likes to be around all of them. He's yeah. well. You know, I like he the way he to, he was telling about when, it when the, he was telling the, stories in the, in
0: about the communities. It wasn't, you know, hey you know, Home Depot's got this really great community they built and So-and-so's got this other community they built. It was no, the CEO called me up. We're old friends. Oh, he's yeah. got me on speed oh, dial. We were just chatting. Cause you know, I was just relaxing on the beach when he's he called, I had nothing else to do, <laughs> you know, and we were just talking and he wanted to tell me about this new thing he was doing. And I was like, so he called you up to tell you about this new thing he was doing that wasn't on your software. I know, like what's the, that well, doesn't make any sense. That doesn't well, make sense. It's like,
1: it's like actors and actresses that will only date and marry actors and actresses. It's like what? what I know. Give, him, just,
0: give us regular guys a chance, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I want a chance to be friends with Mark. Call me up, Mark. Come on, man. <laughs> give me a shout out on Twitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> nope. He, that's he, he. He and Yoshiki are BFs. You, you won't. <sighs> no, maybe, you won't come between them. Can I make some kind of music that, what kind of music does Mark like? I don't know because it's either Japan X, which is the, the metal stuff or it's, it's Yoshiki's classical piano uh, playing.
1: I don't know how to do any of those types of music.
0: Did um, I don't know if I ever confirmed if I'm saying his name right. Um, Yoshiki? I don't think so. Fine. I think so. Someone had asked me if that's how you pronounce it. And I was like, I think so. Cause that's what I've been calling him for a long time. Or ever since I, ever since I was, I started following Benny off and saw nothing but Yoshiki pictures with him and Yoshiki yeah and
1: it seems like japanese is one of those languages that translates to uh latin alphabet pretty well so like you know when you see the latin latinized version of the name it's it's always like you know yokohama or yoshiki yamaha it's all very easy to pronounce anyway um yeah so, so mark said that there were 50 million viewers online of dreamforce
0: yeah that's massive yep. <laughs>
1: Uh, Well, first of all,
0: well, what Mike, Mike, I guess I know you're about to lead up to a point, but I'm curious because Apple has a lot of people streaming live for them. I'm curious how the uptime was during the live event. I don't think I had any problems, but, but Apple's, I think dwarfs Salesforce's. So it was 5 million. I think you said 50. I think it was 5 million. You said, no, Mark said 50 million viewers. I wrote down in my notes, 145,000 people registered to attend the event, 400 companies Presenting, I'm assuming that means you know on the show floor and all that kind of stuff, and then five million people joining online. Mm, he said he said fifty,
1: and there was a there was a like a PowerPoint screen that said fifty. PowerPoint.
0: I missed the PowerPoint then. Yeah.
1: Well, whatever. the, you know, the, the slides that come up as he's talking during the keynote. Gosh. So I don't, we're not going to have time to get into any any details here, but uh, there was no bike parking at Dreamforce. This was a. Uh, I heard that. This is heard that was an issue. Yeah
0: we've got to get through. this is a social injustice john this is san francisco you can't have an event without bikes yeah or bike parking or bike security or a back bike valet
1: even well, i think i think maybe the reason why there's no bike parking is because you'd have to be absolutely stupid to ride your bike right but is isn't it isn't it like in Dream forest like that part of san francisco gets so incredibly congested with crazy cab drivers that you you would not want to be riding a bike along these people
0: right? Well, not only that, the, the 45 degree hills that are surrounding that area, I just, <laughs> well, that's a flatter part, right? Isn't where yeah, it was the, coming uh, into it? I mean, where are you going where well, are you coming in from that you couldn't just walk and you well, need hopefully your bike? Not. hopefully not from too far. I, I don't know. No, but you can bike there. They have um They have those, um, oh, you haven't been there. So they do have some of these companies will sponsor little bike guys that will, they're basically guys on a bike with, you know, two chairs in the back and they'll uh, like take you to rickshaws? wherever you need to go. Yeah. rickshaw type things. Yeah. I always felt bad for those guys. I was like, man, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to drag my fat ass. Around. <laughs> but you're here to promote the company and you're yeah. offering and yeah. like, good workout, man. <laughs> I'm sure he's getting paid. I'm sure he's getting
1: paid a sustainable wage. I, since I so, is so, um, I so, so. Uh, progressive. Um, yeah. So will I am unveils some kind of huge smartwatch. I don't really
0: care about will I am or his watch. Well, I, um, you know, I, I'm going to, tone it back because when i first saw it i really wanted to rip him apart because he went on to this expose this manifesto of how he started this company because he felt like it was a little hypocritical of him to go out and and do a concert while he's telling kids to learn about technology and i'm like really that was your motivation for starting this wearable company that because you didn't want to seem like a hypocrite and I just think, I think these guys well, so love I, to I, hear themselves no, talk and they the like to try and n- no manipulate one wants to buy
1: his music anymore. So he's got to get into some other business to make some money.
0: No, I young, mean, dude. they all do that. They all diversify. They all start to take the money they made with music and start going into clothing lines and all that kind of stuff, which wearables isn't a huge leap for, for that. I mean, if you're in, I think he does have like a fashion line and moving into wearables is, is probably a natural transition. It's, but so I saw not fault him for the type of company he's starting. I just, I just fault him for, the way he tried to make it seem like the whole reason he started it was out of an act of charity. Well, yeah. It's just you this know, faux elitist <laughs> thing. I, there's no reason for it. He just That's said, hey, thing, I'm starting man. this wearable company and I thought it'd be great to in- bring along some kids and say, hey, look, you can do this too. No, well, instead he had to make it, it seem <laughs> like it was his mission, <laughs> yeah. his goal, his whatever.
1: Like just, he's going to get up there and say, hey, I was sitting around and I was trying to figure out a way to make more money and this is what I came up with. He's why not? say that. Why not say, hey, I, I like the us. idea of
0: wearables. I wanted to come out and make one, and I think it's going to be awesome. And I want to encourage kids to get into this industry because I think there's going to be a lot of money in this oh, in the future. You have to keep up appearances, and
1: appearances is, is that everything is from But there's nothing wrong the with, with what I heart. just said.
0: He could have said that, but no, he had to mm-hmm. come from this. This I came from the projects, yeah, and I want this all these is, people this is,
1: to. to this is San Francisco. It's the West Coast. It's where it's where you know rich, insanely rich and privileged people. Pretend like they are normal people and, and you know, all all they do, all they care about is, you know, doing good. Yeah. You just have to play the game.
0: Again, I'm, I'm glad they're being charitable. I'm glad they're helping invest in education and children and showing them different ways to do that. I just, I just, I just can't see why they have to, I I, I don't know what else to call it, but ego stroke about it. Yeah. I, I just really don't. I don't, don't go around every year going. Oh, yeah, this! I donate this much to this, and I donate to this. And hey, did you hear what I did to this? Uh, I don't do that. Yeah, normal people don't do that. Uh, there's some really rich people out there that don't brag about what the things they do. That's true. And, yeah, and it, most it, don't. And most I, don't. I, I don't hear about Tim Cook and his charity. Although I hear, I hear about his activism for for gay rights, which is great. And. You know, he recently announced that that he's openly gay, but I don't think that was a surprise to anybody. I think that rumor has been floating around. So, yeah. and it doesn't matter in either way, for, shape or form. Um, but it's not like he's been monitoring it or, you know, every keynote, he talks about that. You know, he talks about the company and the company's numbers and what they're doing to innovate and build stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get that kind of keynote. You don't get a Salesforce keynote, the type, there's just a huge difference and you can see it. So, Okay. This, this kind of circles back. So earlier you talked about how it seemed like
1: more of the keynote was dedicated to talking about how, uh, you know, what a great guy Mark is. And I think that dovetails with what, what my main observation from Dreamforce was. I thought it was disappointing in terms of what I
0: think f- they did it because Wave and Lightning are not ready yet. They're still beta and they're exactly. really not they're that not compelling even, no, they're not even their own. They're not even beta. That's what I was going to ask you. My understanding is that like these are not even beta yet. No, I think they piloted them with a few companies just to be able to do the video and see how they're going to work out. And yeah, they're not they're not ready yet. Yeah, they're definitely not ready. But but even even if they were ready, to me, it's still disappointing. Like it was just a disappointing dream for us. Yeah, and in terms of feature announcements and things like that, it was a, re- a lot of rebranding again, a lot of repackaging of what they already offer. Um, the few new things we got are not ready. We're not going to see them for a while. And even if we do, they're going to be really buggy and hard to work with and hard to understand, and we'll have to figure them out. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe that was the reason we got such a long, long charity thing because they just really didn't have that much to talk about this year. Yeah.
1: I really think so. There was a lot more fluff and I think that's because there just wasn't as much content. Yeah. I mean, I'm still sitting here, you know, two weeks after Dreamforce, dealing with, you know, crummy bugs and crummy tools and inconsistent on an inconsistent platform where the set of bugs you're dealing with changes on a weekly basis because they're always patching it.
0: Well, I, what I think is interesting is that um, I hadn't digested Salesforce until a week after I came back from vacation. So really, this last Dreamforce, Dream, or from vacation, I didn't really, yeah. I didn't really consume any Dreamforce stuff other than a few, you know, news bulletins and things like that. Um, because I had a lot of work to get done, and the work I'm doing are things that do involve analytics, things that do involve mobile applications um, for salespeople. No, none of my customers said, "Hey, did you see what they announced at Dreamforce? This could really help us. What do we have to do to do this?" No one said that to me. No one you know said, what, "Hey, the- stop this analytics thing you're working on with Google Charts and all this," and or, "Hey, no. let's do this. Let's let's look into this." No one said that.
1: Well, because the big problem with Wave is like we just don't know anything about it. I mean, one of the biggest problems with, with Salesforce and it has always been like the storage, right? Storage issues because they are very tied to Oracle and it's all very expensive storage. And, you know, how could, how could you possibly, and Salesforce also, do they, t- do they actually use the terms big data? Because I know a lot of, a lot of the coverage did talk about big data, but did Salesforce in the keynotes, did you hear much about big data? Did they use that term? No, I didn't. I didn't think it, so either. I expected I think, to hear it I think they're being very analytics. careful. I think they're being very careful about not calling it big data because, you know, when you talk about big data, you're talking about. Huge, huge numbers of records that Salesforce couldn't even begin to support. So unless they didn't, they didn't talk about the, the technology architecture behind this. No, they, they talked about, they talked about, you know what they focused on? The mobile, the, how fancy the mobile front end is. Yep. And they, it looked like someone had, had gone through and, and programmed up a bunch of, you know, D3 yeah, uh, charts and graphs, and they were great, and they transitioned, and you know, you could see it on your mobile phone, that, and that's great. It was that's wow. really what—that's wow. really what they focused wow. on. Wow! Yeah.
0: Did you see yeah. that? Did you see that flip? It was almost like a wave. Could you see that?
1: Uh, no, the French guy. The, <laughs> I like, yeah, I know. Oh yeah, <laughs> Let's do that again. No, <laughs> 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 that was more Italian. What was it anyway? Uh, I can't do French. Uh,
0: yeah. So I think or, the back or, or end how about, is, okay, I You brought the French guy up. I have to interject <laughs> here. How in touch is it that? that they brought in a boat because someone's going to, all these people are going to want to buy boats on their phones. Like, and they bring out this like mini yacht (laughs) out there, but they really wanted to bring a much bigger boat out there. Out of touch Um, a bit. Yeah. That was a little out of touch. That was my first thought. I was like, really, this seems a little out of touch to me. I I doubt half the people, maybe I doubt 25% of the people there are are sitting there could afford a, a, a boat like that. Yeah. Right.
1: Oh, I don't even think it'd be even be close to that. I
0: mean, that was what—that was a million-dollar boat, wasn't it?
1: I don't know. I don't know how much boats cost. Well, they
0: have—they have their full first two rows of their celebrities, so I'm sure and CEOs and buds yeah. and all that. So I'm sure those guys could. That's that's probably like a, a lifeboat to them, <laughs> a little uh, a toy boat they dock just to get to their bigger boat. <laughs> yeah, John, we're just <laughs> we're just bitter plebes. That's what we are. Oh, I know. If I was rich, I'd be right up there with them. Me too. I'd be best friends
1: with Mark. He'd be calling me out on, on stage with the keynote. I'd walk up there and we'd talk about... We'd, we'd pat each other in the back and talk about... I'd talk about what awesome stuff he's doing and he'd talk about all the awesome
0: stuff I'm doing. And I'd be taking selfies with him and Yoshiki. That'd be awesome. Yeah. It'd be phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> That's my vision. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, all right, so I got to get you off topic because I said i wasn't going to get you into bashing apex but you have a uh, what did we start calling that segment a face palm face of the palm week. a face palm of the week ah, and i really I want have, to talk about that
1: yeah I, I honestly have so many i don't i wouldn't know which to pick how about the fact
0: i know i know what you're talking about it was uh you'll have to refresh my memory i don't remember that one
1: but the I got user one.
0: the unit testing a user save involved with a trigger
1: Oh, that's just a disaster. So that goes back to the mixed DML. What's it? Mixed DML operation? Yeah. The exception? And this is just another example of, of Salesforce not really... I mean, that's a problem of when you when you do something with a user, you know, things have to be... Re- permissions and things have to be recalculated. And that's a scaling and performance thing. And instead of Salesforce dealing with that, they push that down to all of their customers and, and their developers. So you have to deal with the fact that, uh, you know, updating a user is can have some performance, you know, can can take some, can require some, some power to make that happen. And so they don't let you update a user and also do basically anything else. So yeah, so this is a situation where like, I think we had a trigger that when you updated a contact, there, you know, there's a user that mirrors this contact because this is, a, this is a community, a Salesforce community and there's this weird dichotomy between users and contacts a user is a contact so if you update the contact you would naturally want the user to stay in sync but they're not even though they're tied together at the hip they don't stay in sync so you have to write a trigger to do that and since they're what they're updating is the contact now if you update a contact now we need to copy that that change over to the user so as an example by definition in this one transaction we're updating a contact and in the trigger runs we're updating the user it's all in one transaction right right and so you can't do that so so the common thing to do is okay have the have the user update run in a future so okay you make that change but when you, when the, and that works in production, everything's fine, but we have to have tests and the tests have to pass and we have to have code coverage. So what do you do? What happens in, in, in tests with futures, they get flattened. They do, they get flattened down and run synchronously. And yeah. so now they're kind of in the same transaction. So, so you, you literally cannot write a test that works, that runs, that exercises this code. You have to put in, in your production code, checks to see if you're running if you're in running in the context of a test or not which is like the biggest anti-pattern you know code smell there is it, it's just it's a mess and it, again it's just it's salesforce having a it's it's there's a lot of things that salesforce does that's pretty amazing right but you know they, there's problems i need to solve which is what i'm going to focus on and they they need to solve some of these things this whole mixed dml operation they've They've either got to solve that themselves and not push that down onto us, or they need to provide us better ways to solve it. Right. And there's just so many issues with testing in general. That t- you know, testing in Apex is worse than testing in, in any other language. It's, it's,
0: there's so much wrong with it. But Yeah, it's almost, almost so like it no. just needs to be a whole overhaul on, on the whole testing process. It needs to be decoupled from the, from the actual database.
1: Well, yeah, because what Salesforce calls unit tests are not unit tests. They're full-on integration tests. Right. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's all because and because and it's itself actually getting a little bit better, it's a little bit more dynamic, but because it's such a static language that has like no re- historically has had very little reflection capabilities and kind of a weak language to begin with, um, you can't it's not like you can easily mock things out or or have mocks or stubs or anything. I mean, you can have a lot and there's you can't even I've even gone down the path of've many projects I've done on where i've I've had like I've mocked out the entire or, or abstracted, I should say, abstracted, the, like the entire storage system, you know, persistence. So that when you save something, you don't know whether it's being saved to the real thing or whether it's being saved to some, you know, stubbed out interface or whatever. Um, but the problem with that is the, 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 the class system and the type system in Apex is super weak and, and really buggy. Like there's uh, lots of bugs around abstract classes and interfaces and things and, and just really ridiculous limitations.
0: Not to mention the bloat from no name spacing, so now you just got this mass of classes. Yeah, Every class yeah, exactly. is represented as four different classes. Exactly. Thank you, John. You're like
1: you're you're channeling my Enter <laughs> Grouch Did I developer. take your thunder?
0: Was that what you were about to say? No, you
1: didn't. I, you didn't take it. You that was a a nice little riff on oh. my on my thing here. <laughs> That's why you got the bell. Oh, I don't get no, the so bell another, very often. So the facepalm today is that um, you know so like SSL v3 is. Has been discovered to be uh, compromised, so everyone's shutting off. Like the whole internet has shut off SSLv3 and really leaving it to TLS because TLS has been around for like ten years and everything supports TLS, like all the browsers do, right? But for some reason, so so what's happened is people have had to people have had to patch their systems and turn off SSLv3. But Salesforce all Salesforce's outbound messaging, I guess, only supports that. It doesn't support TLS. And so it, it it just has broken. I mean, everyone who has disabled SSL and is and in favor of TLS, it's broken the outbound messaging because they're I guess they're outbound. So here's the thing: um, uh, there'll be a, um, at present some outbound calls initiated from Salesforce are initiated using SSLv3. So if that's disabled on your server, there'll be handshake failure. So basically, I mean, people have to turn off SSLv3. I mean, it's it's old, anyways, isn't it? Um, and they they have to turn it off. But that's basically all Salesforce is, is supporting. Mm. Um so yes, yeah, so that's just a lot of stuff that's broke right now. And there's a lot of people just you know saying, Salesforce fix this now. I think this is this is when you're running on a platform as a service that is so abstract that you don't control any of this, this is what you get. And you have to live with it. And you also have to try to explain to your uh, to your customers why this is. Yeah, so here's um I mean there's yeah, those these are a lot of smart guys that are coming. So there's some thread on the forums. Uh, he says, I can confirm doing Apex callouts to a server where they have disabled sslv 3 is a failing. This is a major issue, isn't it a failing? It's a fail- and it's app- appalling that Apex callouts do not support TLS 1.2. I, dig- I agree. Yeah, I mean, Stripe is ending SSL 3. I mean, just, you know, there's so many examples. Like, you should not be using SSL 3 at this point.
0: Oh, let's see. Is there anything else? Um, we have a backlog of things that I don't know if we'll get into. We'll probably have to just start fresh since it's been so long since it's recorded. You know, it, they had I think, a hackathon, but I didn't. I really didn't look into it or see what went on with it. Um, did you?
1: Um, no, you know they tried to. They still tried to promote it and, and get as much out of it as they can. And Salesforce is great at that. You know their PR, and they still, they still it still marketed as the million dollar hackathon, million dollar hackathon, same way it was last year. Except it really last year the grand prize was a million dollars. This year, the total prizes were a million dollars, but it's still you know they're still definitely piggybacking on the fact that in the past they had a a one million dollar. Hackathon, but no, I didn't hear much about it. Hmm. Um, it, that's that's just a marketing event for Salesforce. I mean, I guess it's it's great if you win the what's the top prize? One hundred thousand? I think two hundred thousand. I mean, that's a couple hundred thousand. I mean, that fund a developer for a year. So I mean, that's cool. It's fun, I guess, but it's I I don't these these corporate sponsored hackathons are kind of they're really uh, they're kind of an antithesis to the. To the like the I don't know the spirit of what hackathons are supposed to be about, so I just you know I, I find them a little bit distasteful.
0: Yeah, so I found the site on it. Yeah, your, your top prize is a hundred thousand. So they basically okay. I think they what they did is they said they're offering a million dollars in prizes and they broke it up into the, all those different buckets.
1: And the other thing that's really distasteful about the uh, sales, that, about that hackathon is I read the the terms and conditions, which by by the way you have to like search for and it's a PDF you have to download, so they, so it's not a thing on the web really. Um Salesforce reserves the right to make to make your product, to take it. Eh. To take it. You are signing your rights to them of that idea
0: and they they reserve the right to make a a similar product. That, that, that's, I, I, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that lag language from, from a legal perspective. Because if you are secretly developing an application and someone comes to a hackathon and says, hey, look what I built, and you come out with yours and they go, Hey, you got that idea for me. You know, it's no. You're probably
1: right. They probably have to. I'm sure they. I'm sure their lawyers made them have that in yeah. there. You you have to have that. But again, that's just the downside of a corporate sponsored hackathon. You you have to deal with crap like that. You you know you you can't develop anything at a hackathon. You can't release anything at a hackathon. Um, that's a that's a corporate sponsored hackathon where there's corporate prizes, big money given away, and expect it to be your product. You are you are giving away that product. Well, yeah, it's any, free labor. Any, <laughs> it is. No, it's really it's a cheap way for Salesforce to get a bunch of awesome ideas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a million bucks. That's nothing. That's like in San Francisco, that's the cost of like, you know, three or four people and, and all their benefits and everything for a year. That's nothing.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we're going to go next year. We're going to try and make that effort and get a firsthand account of it.
1: I I don't, I mean, every, every year that passes, I mean, there's just, there's no way I want to, I want to, be in that just uh, it's like a rat race of you know one hundred and fifty thousand people crammed into a very small part of a very small peninsula yeah i uh, that i have a thing with crowds and i just and, and lines oh i do too and i don't like waiting for cabs you know and i just i, I don't think the the, the the thing that would the, the reason i would really want to go is just so i can meet you know people that i don't know people that i only know through twitter and things and that would be that would be fun but it's just it's just not worth it yeah, we'll go next year. <laughs> yeah. By the way, did you, did you look at the pricing for Wave? No. So, I, it's, so, so there's two kinds of licenses. There's, if you're just a, like, you, you can, so let's say you can just look at the analytics, which is basically just dash. These are just fancy. These are D3 dashboards <laughs> with animations. 125 bucks per user per month for that. If you want the ability to create new dashboards, that's 250 per user per month. So we're talking, you know, anywhere from 2,000 to 3,000 a year, depending on what the user needs to be able to do.
0: And which maybe that's why it's a separate app. Maybe because they're, they're not targeting the average salesperson with this. They're targeting VP C level people and their exec admins who are going to create charts for them. Yeah, I think so.
1: And there's also, so that's just the user cost, but there's also a, like a comp, like an org cost. So like you have to buy into, and I don't know how much that is. I, I know it's thousands. Um, and, I th- and I think it's probably a year. I'm sure everything with Salesforce is a subscription. So, you know, you have to buy, you have to buy the, you have to buy the platform first, pay, you have to pay for that subscription, which is some number of thousands per, per org. And then your user cost. So, I mean, I heard some people complaining about that cost, but it actually may be a good value. Um, I, that the I really,
0: wave might be a good value. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, I mean. Look at what companies spend on, you know, like S base and, uh, but I don't Cognos and all these things. These, these is are, is
0: this, well, we really know little about it, but my question is, is it up to that level?
1: Oh no, not at all. I mean, I, th- I think Salesforce, they'd, they'd be lucky to hit the ground and have something similar to uh Tableau, for example, you know, so they're, they're definitely behind the, behind the wave. <laughs> Behind the curve on this, they, they have, they're catching up, right? Uh, I, I think I think if you look at Tableau and what they're doing, I think that's I think that's the the market that Salesforce the the you know the segment that Salesforce is trying to play in
0: with uh, with Wave. Why Wave for a name? Is it is it part of the Hawaii theme? Because I don't know. I still got a bad taste in my mouth for you know Google's Wave. I don't want anything to do with
1: that. That's why I thought I, I made the same comment. I noticed that too. Like, do they not realize that this is? It's like one of those things. You know, there's always that that corner restaurant or whatever that you know every year a restaurant goes out of business and a new one goes in and it always goes out of business and it's just a cursed place right you every you know you should know do not build your restaurant here i feel like the same thing like with product names we had that like, do not call, do not in. call your product wave this is not a good name <laughs> you hear that? but it, this is
0: john this is salesforce it'll be a different name next year you just need a popular enough product maybe maybe these well i, I made the comment you're i was talking over you but i said we had that here and a Chipotle moved in and it's stuck around. So maybe, maybe, well, maybe this Chipotle. will be there. Chipotle.
1: Yeah. Chipotle is taking over the world, which is fine with me. I guess. I mean, I, I'm not interested in Chipotle. Uh, I don't eat there as much as I used to anyway. Yeah. So and I think next time we'll have to pick either wave or lightning or something and dig in, you know, lightning is, you know, they talk, it's lightning fast development when, you know, all your, you just need to have a developer build your component and then admins can drag and drop to create apps. Like oh yeah that's great yeah
0: oh you know what I, we, I want more I, I do government. like the idea of being able to put components on the app exchange I mean that is kind of nice you know UPS could develop their plug-in or their component and yet now you have tracking abilities or a marketing company could develop you know an app analytics component that all you have to do is give it your username and password and there you go I mean that that kind of stuff seems really nice and convenient it, it does I'm just assuming gonna to assuming because my problem the problem I see with that is that because they're so modular each one is assuming it's it's the primary. It's the primary, which means it's going to use yeah. all the resources. And if you have well, like ten things on the screen, using thinking that they're they're the number one for resources on your device, it's going to be a crappy app. And we're just going to see what that technology stack looks like and how
1: good the API is. And, and I just have no idea yet. Yeah, but. But the other big thing that I think the thing that people are most excited about when I talk to like admins and these consultants um, is uh, the process builder. The what they call it. they just renamed that. So you know the the little workflow builder or whatever it is. They renamed it to Lightning. The Lightning Process Builder, and now it can, in addition to just like doing field updates and things, you can actually like you know you can you can draw you can drag and drop out a process that like creates new records and things. And the weird the thing, and we'll have to get into this. We'll have to learn more about it. But the thing that really worries me about that is. I hope they're not giving people more tools to create what's essentially a trigger, more triggers and, and all kinds of logic and functionality that bypasses tests.
0: Yeah. This is not good. Well, and at, it's, at it's the already very hard enough. Your triggers will should take into account those. Flow. Well,
1: will they? Will they take? No, they will. They will. But this gives this gives admins the the ability to to create and modify flows in production. They don't have to run tests so that so that everything's fine. But the next time you try to deploy, you know half the tests are broken now.
0: Yeah. Well, everyone do everything in a sandbox and deploy from there.
1: Yeah, but I mean, and that's the way. On it, and I I feel like this is a topic we should talk about, or like I want to do a blog post or something. Even though I don't have a blog. Like I do. People, people really need to understand when they've crossed the line from like, okay, it's cool to let your admin create like a, a little trigger or something And you know, that that's, that's nice. But at some point you've crossed that line into, you're now like building your business on this thing. And you know, maybe you have a big business or a growing business and this stuff starts, starts to get really important. It This is becomes like your enterprise system and it's business critical. And you really need to start thinking about it in terms of the quality of the engineering that's going into that and your processes and how repeatable and how testable and how automated is it? I mean, this is something that, you know, an admin who sat through apex one Oh one or whatever it is, is not going to be able to to do. And this is when you, but people don't, the problem is you don't, that is an invisible line. People don't realize when they've crossed it and they don't realize when it becomes important. And they don't even understand, you know, I try to explain to people like, because typically on a Salesforce project, if it's of a decent size today, you know, I've got like this build system that, you know, it's, it, it's, tests and, and makes static resources and, you the know, minifies build,
0: build system that you won't share.
1: No, I will. I just <laughs> haven't, you know, again, it, when I, when I get around to make to getting a blog, I'll blog about it, but you can write on my blog.
0: I'm not going to write the, on you your blog. You can write on the good day, sir. Podcast site. <laughs> yeah. I have all so, sorts of mediums for you. Yeah. Media, media, mediums, media. What's the difference? I think media is plural for medium. Uh, mediums? Media? <laughs> they both sound right the, to me. It all depends on whether you want to sound smart or not. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to sound smart. Whether, whether I am or media. not is different. <clears throat> I, I, th- I feel like I'm pretty good at bluffing my ways through life being, no, pretending absolutely. I'm smart. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I have two questions with you to end this off. And it's, it's before we, before Dreamforce came about, you know, there's a lot of people that you knew. MVPs, such and such has said, hey, you're really gonna like some of the stuff coming at Dreamforce. That's question one. Did that ever happen? That no, never
1: materialized at all. I mean, I was really disappointed in this Dreamforce. Yeah. I'm more so than I think any other in the past.
0: Do you think maybe they were referring to the lightning stuff since we do kind of complain about tooling and things like that, that maybe they thought that would pique our interest?
1: I don't know, but I even I've even had I like developer type MVPs that told me that
0: and I just didn't see it it just seemed like maybe something got left out. Like last minute they pulled something. I don't know. It does seem that way. It seems
1: like, like something just wasn't even, it, you know, things just weren't ready enough. So they had to get pulled from the agenda.
0: Well, lightning definitely wasn't pulled because he had a suit made and everything for it. Or Parker did. So yeah. <laughs> that definitely was well planned way for a while. Um, yeah. all right. So my second question is, was there anything about this dream force that you liked? Um, I think I don't know yet. I mean, that's a problem. So much of this is not available to me. Well, uh, let's just say pure entertainment value. What, what did you enjoy from the keynote that just was entertaining to you? Oh, that's tough, man. I, I don't know. I'd really, I I cannot say that. You, I think you can go it. from a cynical perspective and say, building an app in front of everybody was entertaining knowing that, yeah, that you just kind of just dragged and dropped a bunch of stuff on the screen. Or I mean, I mean, what about not, the drone bringing a Coke? That was pretty awesome.
1: That's, that was fun at, at at software conferences like six years ago. That was... I mean, again, this, it was, is why Salesforce, it was this is why Salesforce per- is not cool. That was That's super old. I mean, that... Drones really, are super old. D- drones bringing something into your conference or your meeting is... It's been done for years now. It's not cool anymore.
0: But we got that great woohoo out of it. No, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I was excited about the woohoo. Yeah. Woo!
1: <laughs> you know I had that queued up, did you? <laughs>
0: No, (laughs) I expected Benioff to at least pop open that Coke and take a drink, but nope, he didn't.
1: Mm. He didn't trust it. He probably has tasters just like the president does.
0: You know, someone told me and yeah, I'm not going to say who because I don't (laughs) want to divulge anything, but someone told me there was a lot of security around Benioff this year for some reason. Well, I also
1: heard heard people that just, walk, he was just, you know, kind of like sitting up against the window when and they, you know, someone walked up to him and shook his hand and met him and took, did a selfie with him. Really? So, maybe yeah. it was just on yeah.
0: the, the context he's with, or maybe the people he was with. I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of security when you have, you know, someone like Hillary, Hillary Clinton there. But I think after that, I mean, it, it seemed like they were saying that, you know, he didn't go anywhere and there was without, you know, at least three or four beefy guys kind of following him around, giving everyone the eye. Yeah,
1: maybe so. I mean... I generally don't see like CEOs of I mean Salesforce is a pretty big company. I mean, there's bigger, but they're pretty big.
0: Um, I generally don't see these guys walking around with a security detail. I don't either. I mean, I, I see celebrities because they, they're stalker bait, but so maybe he had a celebrity around him and that's who they were there for. All right. I think that why don't you take us out, John, good day, sir.
2: Good day, sir my Fitbit.
0: Dreamforce could be funny. Uh, That that in itself was kind of like a clown show.
2: (laughs) Thank you.